Hello, I'm Emily Hawthorne, a Middle East and North Africa analyst at Stratfor, a RAIN company. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analyses. Sign up for the free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. You're listening to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics podcast, powered by Stratfor. I'm Emily Donahue. The Tokyo Olympics will go on in late July, despite Japan's battle with the coronavirus. The decision to hold the Games got mixed reactions, both inside and outside the country. They happened just before Japan's internal party leadership elections in September, which could bring a new prime minister. Here to walk us through the political situation is Evan Rees, Stratfor Asia-Pacific analyst at RAIN. Welcome back, Evan. Thank you so much, Emily. So let's hop right in. What do we expect in Japanese politics over the next six months? So as you said, we have uh, internal party leadership elections coming up in September. In Japan, this matters a great deal. In fact, it matters more than elections in a lot of ways because the Liberal Democratic Party has ruled Japan for decades now with you know, some exceptions. Um, and so internal factions very much determine what happens in Japanese politics. So these leadership elections are critical. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, previous Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, I mean, resigned in late 2020 after eight years in office, which is an unprecedented length of time for a Japanese Prime Minister. He was replaced by a loyalist, Yoshihide Suga, um, who's proven unpopular and relatively ineffective. Um, And the COVID-19 situation in Japan, in addition to scandals, economic issues, and a slow vaccine rollout, have all made Suga uh, relatively poor candidate going forward. So in the September leadership elections, we could see a new prime minister come into power, um, and that's going to set the stage for October nationwide elections um, that will put the party to the test against the relatively weak opposition, um, but still an important thing to watch. Evan, I'm wondering how the Tokyo Olympic Games could impact what's going on in the Japanese political arena. Yes. So we have the Olympic Games coming up in Tokyo. Um, they've proven relatively controversial inside of Japan. You've even seen small protests in backlash and you've seen drops in approval ratings from the Japanese public who really don't, you know, many people really don't see the point in going forward with the games. Regardless, Suga, the prime minister, has decided to move forward with these under very, very tight restrictions. You know, restrictions on fans, restrictions on inbound travelers for the games, restrictions on athletes to try to ensure that there are no COVID-19 infections related to the Olympics. So if the Olympics go off relatively without a hitch, uh, that won't necessarily hurt Suga. Um, But if there are problems related to the Olympics, if there is a spike in COVID-19 cases, uh, that would really spell the doom for Suga in September elections. Um, And regardless of whether these go well or not, he might be out anyway. Of course, political uncertainty in Japan isn't necessarily just a domestic issue. Can you talk a little bit about how it will affect Japan's international relations? Right, absolutely. Japan is is a keystone U.S. ally in the Asia-Pacific, and it's becoming increasingly important in Washington's calculations as a country that the U.S. can rely on to try to counterbalance China in the Pacific. That becomes challenging if the leadership in Japan is shifting rapidly, which has been the pattern in Japanese politics before um, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe held his position for so long. So a return in Japan to prime ministers that are relatively weak 
and get shuffled out by uh, factional politics on a, on a relatively routine basis would leave Japan out of step with a key ally like the United States, which you know, has a president that you know, typically rules for, for four to eight years. Um, and then, of course, China, a nearby very important neighbor. Um, Xi Jinping is consolidating power and is likely to remain in place for decades. Um, and then countries like North Korea nearby, they have lifetime, he, there's a lifetime leader there. Russia has, you know, a lengthy term likely for, for Putin, at least in, in some form of power going forward. So that, that means that Japan will be out of lockstep with the rest of the region and, and it will be more difficult for Japan to navigate um, as compared to these key partners and, and uh, competitive uh, foes. Thank you so much for that guidance, Evan. Thank you so much, Emily. Evan Reese is an Asia-Pacific analyst at RAIN. You can read more about the near-term forecast for Japan in our upcoming third quarter forecast. That publishes June 28th at worldview.stratfor.com. While you're there, sign up for regular geopolitical updates from our whole team of expert analysts delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up for the Stratfor Worldview newsletter from RAIN. Sign up at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.